0: Welcome to Climbing the Pocket Network's In the Huddle, where your favorite Climbing the Pocket personalities get together and talk all things Minnesota Vikings.
1: Hello, hello, let's go. Welcome everyone to Climbing the Pocket In the Huddle, produced by our fantastic guide on the show, Dave. Amazing intro, Dave. We've got Nick Olson in the middle of the screen. It's been a while, but we have him here for a special day. Nick, you know, the lawyer in him just has to wait until a thousand, a thousand people lose their jobs, and he's here to talk about it. Oh, man. And then we've got Deshaun double-timing, doing the school thing, doing the the podcast thing, the live show on YouTube. Happy to have y'all here to discuss a very special day, the start of the 2021 season. If you ask me, it starts today once we get an initial read on the 53 men in p- purple that are going to be competing for us. Yes, things are going to change, but you know, the fans are here to hear the takes and particip- participate in the conversation. We got Mary. We got Raymond. We got Eric Johnson. Skull, y'all. I'm sure some of y'all aren't going to be too happy with the cuts, but let's just start (laughs) with some casual introductions. Nick, how you doing, man?
2: i'm good crazy day a lot going on between the herndon trade all the other surprise cuts the surprise additions um and of course this is going on for every single team so it's a good reminder we're getting into actual real live football and not the preseason stuff like the actual legit football so it's uh it's a welcome uh distraction (laughs) and deshaun
1: how
3: about you man tell me something new Ah man, I'm just happy to be here. I think you guys might get tired of seeing my face. I've been on here a lot recently. Hey man, I'm jealous of the bookcase, Nick. You got you read all those, man? You got, you got so much stuff behind
0: you.
2: You know, it's fine. I was just updating when I when when COVID started, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to catch up on all my, on my all my reading. I've read four books this year, which is better than zero, but it's like way less than I usually read. So I've, been, I've read probably a lot of them. I don't know about all of them, but yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, well, lawyers, now, we tend to read a lot. It's kind of part of the job. It's so. true.
1: It's true. Well, now's not the time for reading. Now's the time to get right to it and talk about the several cuts the Vikings made today. I'm sure we'll get to all the important ones in one phase or another of the show but just starting at the top let's go with Deshaun first. Deshaun I want to ask you of all the cuts that the Vikings made today which one surprised you the most?
3: Uh, most surprising Uh I think I have to say most surprising was probably Amir Abdullah I think I've, Amir was probably one of the only players that got caught today where I felt like he did enough during the preseason to actually make the roster he was running well he was doing everything well actually um, but the runner, running back room is crowded they love Kenei Nwongu even though he didn't play many snaps but you can just tell they love that guy and I think Amir is probably just, you know, the casualty of not being the great runner, you know, jack of all trades, not great at anything, but good at a bunch of things. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if maybe he some way found his way back. But I mean, I think other teams will appreciate that Amir can do a little bit of everything. I think he'll be on the roster all open day, whether it's ours or not.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Mike Zimmer talking about special teams, contributions, All preseason long and then Amir Abdullah, a guy who can play special teams, doesn't make the initial roster. So Nick, what do you think this means for the Vikings, both in the offensive
2: backfield and on special teams? Are we going to miss Amir? You know, I actually think Amir will be back soon. I think the Vikings are playing some tricks here, um, playing some games like they cut Andrew they their starting long snapper. I don't think that's because they're unhappy with DePaula's performance. I think it's just because... Um, you know, the, I think it's the Cowboys are are doing the same thing where they cut their starting long snapper just because they're they're fairly confident nobody's going to to sign that they're their starting long snapper. So um, they're they're moving a few things around. We got a similar report today with Everson Griffin being cut, who for me was the biggest surprise because I thought he showed out in the preseason, showed um, you know he's still in pretty good shape and still has a lot of pass rush uh, savvy. So I I thought I was impressed with what he did in the preseason. Was was ready for him to get to going, and and um, then they cut him, but then it, it immediately came out like 15 minutes later. Oh, the team expects him to be back shortly. Um, this is more of a procedural move. So um, I think Abdullah is the same way. I think Abdullah will be re-signed provided you know he goes unclaimed on waivers and or you know doesn't get signed as a as a free agent in the next 24 hours. I think he'll be re-signed once um, Kenai Wangwu goes on injured reserve, which I think he will just because he's a little banged up. Um, and they can probably, you know, this year they, it's back to being just a three-week injured reserve, but rather than the what was was previously six weeks, he had to stay on injured reserve. So I think I think Kenny will be back, or I think um, Abdullah will be back soon. I agree with what Deshaun was saying, though. I thought Abdullah had a really good um, preseason and looked good, and he was running like wide receiver routes out wide. That was impressive stuff, and he looked sharp mm. as a runner. He was making sharp cuts. He was showing the explosiveness. So. Um, I think he can be a contributor not only as a rotational back I mean Madison is still banged up Dalvin Cook has I don't think he's still ever played all 16 games in a year so you need that running back depth um, I expect Abdullah to be back but there was still some some big surprises you know um, mm-hmm. Dan Chisna made the roster you know we're talking about Abdullah's special teams contributions I don't think anybody expected Chisna to make the final roster just because right. um, he's he's substantially improved as a wide receiver this year but like substantially improved compared to last year where he had like <laughs> never really played the position that much. He was like a, a track star, I think, at Penn State. Um <laughs> and 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 then started playing football and and turned out to be pretty good at it. So, um, you know, the optimist in me would say, you know, he's following an Adam Thielen like Trek where he's like a surprise special teamer, core special teamer. Um, maybe he can develop yeah. into a wide receiver. He's already shown a lot of improvement there. Um he's certainly fast, but I don't know. Um he's, he's still prone to mistakes on special teams too, which is, which is why I wasn't expecting him to make it. Jalen Holmes, the same sort of way. Like they're keeping Mm -hmm. what 11 now defensive linemen. Um, that's not Not including Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think trickery is a foot. I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if one (laughs) of these guys gets traded out of the building or something and and Griffin comes back, but yeah, I, I, (laughs) they're not done yet. Obviously. I mean, they don't have a long snapper, so clearly they're not done yet, but, um, but yeah, lots of surprises. Fun day. So, so it sounds like you're you're thinking that
1: even Joe Jalen Holmes is on the roster. In a couple of days, we're looking at a roster that has Efferson Griffin and doesn't have Jalen Holmes. Is that the is that kind of the one for one
2: move there? I I think so. Um, we'll see if James Lynch is the other guy who I believe made the final roster. Let me just double check that. Yes, he did. Um, so. Um, that's another guy who i think they could try and um you know keep him so that he doesn't get exposed in the initial fury of waivers because a lot of the initial waiver claims come right away if you can s- protect your guy for like you know 48 hours they're usually a little safer on the practice squad not completely safe because anyone can still poach them but once the dust settles a little bit maybe then they feel comfortable getting away with um, lynch on the practice squad um but probably more likely it's um it's Holmes just because I don't think he's like a valuable contributor and he can kick inside on pass rushing downs. Um, and he's gotten actually a lot of praise from the coaches this, this whole camp and preseason. Um, so maybe it shouldn't surprise us too much, but I do think the idea is um, maybe, maybe it's Weatherly who's on the bubble um, mm-hmm. just as a guy who, now that he hasn't won the spot, um, I actually saw Brandon Thorne um, tease out that maybe Weatherly could be traded to the jets after they lost Carl Lawson. So um, there's Vikings have they don't have a lot of depth at a lot of positions necessarily. One place they really do is the defensive line, so would not be shocked at all if um, the reason they're keeping all these defensive linemen is his trade bait. So um, I think that's what will happen, and that's probably what's going to make space for Griffin to come back. Yeah, D-
1: Deshaun again, 11 linemen, so they may be you know cutting a trade or a, a lot of these guys. So, who, who do you really want to see among that lineman group? whether they got cut today or not like what does the death behind the front four or five look like there who are your favorite guys
3: i i like james Litch, man. I, yeah <laughs> even though i don't <laughs> i don't think i don't think he'll be on the frontal the final 50 50- i was excited man when yeah. i saw his name i was like hey like what like mean, he doesn't belong there, but um, <laughs> hopefully uh, we'll we'll see. He, he's probably not going to make it. Uh, the Steven Weather DJ Wanam thing is interesting because neither guy really did much. I mean, wandam had the sack, but I think that sack was like largely because Griffin was able to get his guy inside the pocket too, and QB didn't really have anywhere to go. So it, it, at the end of the preseason, it actually looks like. Griffin might end up playing more than we originally thought. He, we It's like we brought him in as a third down guy, but Weatherly and Wanham both had pretty poor performances in that last preseason game. They could look to move on for one of the two, and they're not going to move on for DJ Wanham. They just drafted him. So, Nick's right. Weatherly could be moving on. I, you know, I don't want to admit my take was wrong because I thought Weatherly would be the guy, but <laughs> we, could, we could see him go somewhere. Um, then just need to, um, but you know what this team is missing now? You know what with, with Dozier gone, Samia gone, BB gone. The meme potential of this team is taking a drastic <laughs> turn, man. <laughs> we like a season ago, we hey. had so much fun with the bad players on this team. Now we're just like getting rid of everybody. I'm hey, sure we'll replace them with some.
1: Yeah, man. This is this is Vikings fandom, man. We will find a scapegoat and we will find a different one quickly. So, so, don't y'all worry about that, but I do you know the comments they're gonna kill me because we were talking about Amir Abdullah, we were talking about the offensive backfield, but we didn't talk about a j Rose getting cut. I mean, there were some guys that we lost here today that you know maybe didn't make us too happy, you know, Carl saying maybe it was a mistake so so, Nick. If you had to if you had to name one player that you were sad to see go today, who who do you think that would be?
2: I mean, leaving out the guys like Griffin who I think are clearly going to come back or um mm-hmm. you know, Abdullah as well. Um I I don't know. It's it's it, there are some surprises. Like I, I thought, there was a good chance Jake Browning would make the roster. Or Dakota Dozier would make the roster, but I'm not necessarily sad to see them go because I'm not super <laughs> excited about about having them on the roster either. So um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like who is somebody who they cut that I was I was really hoping them to to, to keep. I mean, Chad Beebe's another guy in that wow. in that in that realm, but I don't know, maybe, I guess, maybe the guy I would go with is Zach Nobody. Davidson. I could, because okay. I was just, I was really intrigued by his upside. Um He made some plays in the preseason and then he bungled some other plays in the preseason. So clearly he's a raw dude, but I, I was, when we drafted him um and as camp progressed, a part of me thought, you know, he might sneak on there. He was like a, he may, he maybe had a shot to sneak on there. So it's a little disappointing. Um, he's going to get exposed to waivers. He'll probably clear through waivers, even though he's a fifth rounder, uh, just because I think the rest of the NFL saw his preseason tape and saw even with the upside, uh, he's not ready to contribute now. Uh, maybe somebody takes a flyer on him just because of that upside. But uh, it would have been nice to see him be able to contribute. And that you know gets into, I guess, the Chris Herndon trade. Um, I don't think we make mm-hmm. that trade if we see the development we had hoped to see from Brandon Dillon, Shane Zilstra, Zach Davidson. So that kind of leaves right. us a Creek having to uh, make, I won't call it a panic move, but I think a lot of folks would say they probably overpaid a little bit just to round out that tight end room. So um, that's mm-hmm. maybe Zach Davidson's the guy who disappoints me. Do you think Davidson makes it back to the practice squad? I do. I think he's a fifth rounder, so teams are going to be aware of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like I said, they also saw his tape and saw he wasn't ready yeah. to play on an NFL team. So uh, I think yeah. he's probably safe. We'll see. Yeah, Deshaun,
1: yeah, I don't know if Dave has has a violin music for us or anything like that. I did not prepare him for this request, which he will he will tell me about later on in the show. But Dave,
3: oh, <laughs> Dave has everything in his bag of tricks, man. All
2: right, Pete. Deshaun,
3: who are you sad Brooklyn's to be? <laughs> All right, man. I got to give some love to our guy, uh, Drew Samia, even though I think he'll be back. I think he – Do you. Listen. Do you, listen? Do you. Listen. Listen, listen. It looks like he worked hard to get there. We're going to bust out the violin for Drew (laughs) 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 Listen, he was like our highest graded pass blocker like the whole preseason on like 80-some snaps. He Listen, Drew went to the lab. And he improves, and then he goes out and like blows his hamstring. It's like <laughs> it's just like it's like what happens with all our starters, man, or even our backups. It's like these guys go out, they improve, and they just injure themselves. I'm kind of sad for Chad BB too. It's like every single season, he just he just gets hurt like out of, at the weirdest times, you know. But um. <laughs> i i, I, uh, I, I, I stopped, uh, stopped listening after you said drew some mia
1: man <laughs> MM gotta, MM has been okay. he's out
3: you gotta I feel for the guy and he goes from mistake, getting yeah. blown up by deforest buckner to actually you know maybe improving a little bit and now he loses like his whole season <laughs> to a uh, bum hamstring you know you gotta he's only a second what, he's a third year player now i you gotta you gotta feel a little bad for him
1: <laughs> oh yeah okay well we got the comments are coming the questions are coming in we're gonna have to do rapid fire little mid-show rapid fire here just gonna go nick Deshaun, alternate eric johnson is asking you nick dd westbrook made the team but we haven't seen him yet what are your
2: thoughts on that i think he won the punt return job coming in so i feel like his roster spot was always always pretty secure. And I also feel like he's going to get snaps uh, at wide receiver. I don't know with KJ Osborne's emergence necessarily if D.D. Westbrook is still the wide receiver three, or maybe he's just rotational in, um, rotates in depending on the down and distance. D.D. Westbrook's probably more of your between the twenties guy, just based on how fast he is, but he's also really tiny. So you probably don't want to use him when tight, when space gets more tightly constricted in the red zone. Um, but I I do think he's a good receiver and when he's healthy, he can be a difference maker. Not like, not like, you know, anything crazy, but like when he's healthy, I think he's good. And the main thing with him is he's Mm -hmm. just never been healthy, um, which happens when you're like six feet tall, but only 170 pounds. So, um, he's, I do think, um, you know, we haven't seen a lot of him, which, you know, probably concerns you a little bit in terms of what do we know we're going to get out of this guy. Um, and of course Vikings fans have been burnt by plenty of veteran free agent wide receiver additions who came in with, um, much plaudits and lauds and wound up doing nothing. Um, so Tajay Sharp most recently, but you know, there's a whole, there's a whole gang of guys. Um, so, uh, I, I do, but I do think the special teams. If nothing else, his uh, his value add as a punt returner mm-hmm. is valuable. Um, and I do think when he's healthy, he'll be able to, con- to to contribute to that wide receiver room.
1: Great, Deshaun, Mary Fisk is asking, how are you feeling about our decisions on the quarterback group right now?
3: Listen, I I was uh, out here petitioning for Mon for QB two, so it looks like it's happening, man. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I what I saw from Mon is that I feel like he, he's going to make a mistake or two like that that pass to Davidson kind of his biggest mistake of the whole preseason you know it's high it was away he's going to make you a mistake but I think you just you're able to create that different kind of game plan to really just put stress on the defense a kind of stress that Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. can't put on a defense a kind of stress that really no quarterback that you're going to go out and get right now is going to be able to put on a defense. So I think they're, well, we don't know if they're going to settle with that, but I think going ahead with Calamon at number two is fine for now.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Carl Brodine is asking, Nick,
2: how do you feel about the cornerbacks? I feel good. I feel good with the six guys they've got. I'm I'm a little sad to see, um, Dan still loses starting spot to Breland, but it's encouraging, you know, it goes both ways. It's really encouraging to see Breland play really well um, outside of that, you know, you know, being burned by Tyreek Hill, which you know, that happens to a lot of good cornerbacks. So um, I, I I feel like Chris Boyd has really taken a step forward, which is encouraging to see. Um, I, he's been getting a lot of praise from the coaches and, you know, he always kind of had this, the size and the speed to, to contribute in that cornerback room. Um, I think, you know, I, I, Harrison Hand has some has some potential. I feel like you've got questions about all the guys at the top. You know, Patrick Peterson is he still the same guy? Bashad Breland can he cut back on the penalties like like Peterson, or can he get? Um, is he still fast enough to stick up with guys? Mackenzie Alexander, how's he going to do in a new environment? We've got all these new guys, so there's questions about the starters. I think, but I also feel like the depth is pretty solid. Um, you know, I'm not that worried if. If, um, you know, Breland gets nicked up that that Cam Dansler has to come in because he was our best guy last year. So I feel like it's a good group. And the fact that that guys like Boyd have stepped up a little bit makes me feel a lot more comfortable about this group heading into this year compared to last year. So. Yeah, pairs well
1: with the the defensive end, defensive linemen that they have. So and of course it's Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr there in the middle of that defense. So it's good to be feeling good about the secondary, all those other things considered on the defensive side of the ball. All right. All right, y'all. That's the rapid fire. Now we're gonna get into the true meat of the show because it wasn't just People getting fired today. It wasn't just people getting cut. It was the Vikings making a trade for Chris Herndon, formerly of the New York Jets. They sent a fourth-round pick. They, or sorry, they, they, yes, they sent a fourth-round pick. They got back a sixth-round pick. And the former 2018 fourth-round tight end from the New York Jets. So... We're going to go back and forth. We're going to get both Nick and Deshaun to comment on this, but we're going to comment on Deshaun. Deshaun, please grade this trade because you're in school, so you got to grade it. (laughs) And then tell us why you feel that way about Chris Herndon joining the Vikings.
3: I think I have to – I think you just got to go with kind of average. So I would go with C as of right now. I would go with a C. So, at first glance, you kind of cringe at the fourth rounder for a guy that's on the last year of his deal. Uh, I, uh, and that he's, he was in a bad offense. He was in probably like one of the worst offenses we've seen in the last couple of years. So, we don't know his true potential, but he also has that injury history that you don't like to see. But upon watching some of his games, he has this this catch potential about him that he's able to climb the ladder above other guys. He's able to make these like hard concentration catches that I think translates really well to like end zone play. Uh, Tyler Conklin kind of does the same thing. Maybe not as well, but I guess since Earth Smith is out, you still get that extra receiver in the end zone that can make a tough catch, which is okay. If he can stay healthy, that is Um, I will say that we tend to overvalue draft picks especially like those those day 3 picks, those 4th and 5th and 6th rounders. Usually they don't really materialize into much. So if you're taking a 4th rounder on a guy who you think's going to be an acceptable stopgap, it's probably not that bad. And we as we've seen the Vikings believe they are all in on this season. Like they think like this is it. So sending that fourth rounder isn't terrible. Would I have done it? Probably not, but I can see the rationale behind it. We'll have to see how it plays out, but on first glance, you know, it's not terrible. It's not great.
1: All right. I think that's a solid take. Deshaun's giving it a C. If you're in the comments, I want y'all to to pop in some grades as well. Tell me how you feel. Nick, please grade the Chris Herndon trade and, and tell us why.
2: Yeah, Herndon's an interesting guy. Um, He's certainly better than the tight ends you would find on on waivers. I think for the most part, although there are a couple guys um, there that I had my eyes on a little bit, was surprised to see wind up um, like that. The guy from the Bills, guy from the Bucks, Um, but you know Herndon's really interesting because he came on really strong as a rookie, um, had a really strong rookie year, and then due to injuries, uh, suspension after a uh, DUI um, back in twenty nineteen. Um, kind of hasn't really put it together. And then, you know, just being stuck in Jets land where, you know, careers go to die. Sorry for any Jets fans out there, but it's just, um, it's always hard. It's always hard to judge players. Um, it's always hard to judge players in bad situations because, you, you know, you never know. Um, you know, the same reason Panthers are taking a shot on Sam Darnold. Maybe if you just get him out of there, uh, you'll see something new um, in a in a greener pasture. So um, I, I do think, Uh, they don't make this move. And I do think the jets don't get a fourth rounder for it. If it weren't for the fact that they're worried about the tight end depth and they're worried about Irv Smith's availability. Um, so that much makes me think this is, um, you know, they're, they're, they were operating with low leverage and they allowed themselves to be paid more than they, they would normally have to, um, So, it's a little bit too much draft compensation. Um, When they first announced they were acquiring Chris Herndon, I was like, okay, you know, rookie in the last year of his deal, um, but he's been banged up, hasn't really amounted to much. I'm interested, you know, take a flyer on him for like a sixth, sure. When it came back, it was swapping a fourth for a sixth, probably a little bit more like a high fifth by the Jimmy Johnson chart. Uh, maybe a little bit less if you consider the fact that teams underrate late round picks a little bit. Um, so there's not as much of a difference between a fourth and a sixth as you might think. Um but even then, you know, I think it was probably a little bit little bit of an overpay. At the same time, um I, I'm not a huge fan of Tyler Conklin and we know the team isn't high on Brandon Dill and Zach Davidson and Shane Zillstrom. So <laughs> Um, I get trying to do something and I do think Herndon, one thing I'll say about Herndon, um, haven't really talked about him as a player yet. He can line up at the Y and block dudes. So that's a big thing. And it's something that I don't really think Conklin or Dylan can do. And I know Zach Davidson and Shane Zilster can't do. So, um, Mm -hmm. just having a guy who can actually line up in line and block dudes, block defensive ends, get a piece of them. That's valuable. Um, he, he's, you know, I'm not going to say he's like Kyle Pitts or anything, but he's a plus athlete, I think for the position, even if his testing doesn't necessarily suggest it. Um, he's got a big frame, so he's, you know, he can be your, your target guy in the end zone. So, um, you know, he's not quite like Kyle Rudolph, I guess, but, um, you know, he, he can, he has a chance to be something interesting. Um, and it does help that rather than paying him like the 2.2 $2 million he was due because of his performance escalators in his rookie contract, um, they're basically paying him the minimum. So Jets basically paid him a bonus before he went out the door. So that all makes it offset. Overall, I would say probably where's that get you as a grade below average, probably like a C minus. I kind of get it. It's not, it's not like an F or anything. I I'm not Mm -hmm. like going to fire anybody over this. It's kind of not that big of a deal. Um, And I do see, you can see, you can certainly see a scenario where like Herndon bounces back and it's like, Oh dang, this guy just needed to get out of Adam Gase's clutches and he's got some real talent. So you can see him contributing. Um, I will definitely, um, give the Vikings pro scouts the benefit of the doubt because they've definitely hit on some, some guys before, but, um, yeah, I, right now it seems like they, they, you know, they did the same thing with Yannick and They did the same thing with Sam Bradford. They don't necessarily need to make a trade for these dudes heading into the season. And usually when they have themselves over a barrel, um, these trades end up not looking good in hindsight. So that's why I'm a little suspect, but I can certainly see it panning out too. Okay. I don't
1: think anybody can argue that. Who's tight end one, Nick?
2: Uh, for now, Conklin. I think by the end of the year, if Irv Smith is assuming, I mean, it's Irv Smith, obviously, if he's healthy. Right. But if, right. if Irv is out of the picture, I think Herndon's a better player than Tyler Conklin. So Herndon's tight end one. Deshaun? Yeah. Once, it, once, once you get into the playbook, yeah.
3: Yeah, Conklin's my man, bro. I think uh yeah, Conklin <laughs> won the whole season. <laughs> listen, I love me some Tyler Conklin, man. <laughs> just, they gotta go out there compete. Tyler Conklin literally
1: was featured on Vikings.com, was featured on, on the main feed as, as being ready to rise to the occasion. And hey, man, the next gonna...
3: day, Conklin's you don't get that guy. baby Gronk name for no reason, my man. You listen, he's gonna go out there and show it. <laughs> I have to get me a Gronklin jersey. <laughs> yeah, he's okay I, after the catch. Say, he's got a big
2: catch radius. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. He's just a guy.
1: Yeah, yeah I will say that, you know, I, I'm trying to keep the takes for Nick and Deshaun here, but I think it's it's good to remember that Conklin is coming off just a, a, a small injury as well. And there, it's up in the air when we're going to get Earth Smith back. So maybe it's just the fact that they're they're not ready. Gronklin's not ready. Where they felt that they need to make this oh, trade Gronklin. rather
2: than take somebody. It's so off. offensive. <laughs> Comparing Tyler Conklin to the greatest tight <laughs> end of
0: all time. Oh,
1: Nick ain't having
2: it. Nick ain't having it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Jablonski's coming here looking for hype. I don't know what you want, Jim. You started. You started the first comment you had on the show was saying that you didn't like the trade neither. So don't try to rely on us for all the hype. We'll get hyped.
2: We're talking about like the bottom end of the roster, guys. Like I'm not going to get excited about like Dan Chisna. I'm really excited about like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter. Like those are blue chip Pro Bowl caliber guys. I will get you hyped as as heck. I don't know if we can swear on the show, but I will get you hyped about those guys. But you asked me to we, talk about Jalen Holmes, Dan Chisna, Amir Abdullah. I don't, I don't know what I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, hey, well, let's
1: switch it because that actually goes into my final question. Because overall, again, we know this—the initial fifty-three. You know there are going to be changes in the coming days, but everyone's down to fifty-three rosters, fifty-three players right now. So just looking at the overall Vikings roster and looking at the rest of the league, where where do we rank? If if you have to say the Vikings have the blank best roster in the NFL right now, what is that number? Deshaun, I'm gonna start with mm.
3: you. Ah oh, man. Um I think overall so the Vikings have like a very like so what the Vikings did this off season is they raised the floor of their roster significantly with all their sightings. They didn't sign a bunch of superstars. They just kind of signed some back end pieces to make sure that they don't fall through and have those terrible performances from last season. So, and then they have enough stars. They have, you know, Kendrick, Smith, Hunter, Dillon to be top 10. So I would probably say as overall roster, I probably put them at like a number nine or a number eight. I don't think that's okay. super unrealistic.
1: Top ten roster in the NFL. How's that for some hype, Mister <laughs> Jablonski? Huh, Nick? Bl-
2: yeah, I'm the, where's the roster rank? I'm the same way. I don't think they're quite the Bucks or the Packers or the um, I don't know the, the the Ravens. Probably the Browns are probably up there. Um, but they're probably in that next tier with like the Cowboys. Um, so I would, that's probably around like seventh to 10th to range, I would say, is where the Vikings slot in. Um, I will say Pro Football Focus in July ranked the Vikings as the ninth best roster in the NFL and said their biggest weakness was the interior offensive line. I think what we've seen this offseason from the emergence of Ole Udo, uh, a development, Ali. a little increment. A little bit of development from I think we've seen Ezra Ezra Cleveland step up a little bit. Garrett Bradbury looks a little bit better too. Um, I think so. That was the like the big glaring weakness we were all concerned about is you know, and now Dakota Dozier's not even on the roster. So I feel like that's that was the weak part of the roster. We fixed that. Um, dare I say, knock on wood. We fixed that. And so now I'm a lot more hyped about the roster. Um, I know Mike Clay at ESPN said the Vikings had the seventh best roster in the NFL. Um, he's particularly high on, on like Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, which I understand uh, thinks these cornerbacks have the potential to be very good. And then I think everybody understands the, the defensive line is good. Mike Zimmer is very good at, at scheming defenses. So I do think just looking at the talent on the roster, I mean, they have the top end guys. They've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Not a, not many better trios than those three guys on offense, and then they got Deniel Hunter, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith. They got Pro Bowl caliber guys at every level of the defense. So I think they got the top end talent, and I think they added a lot of the glue guys, the the Dalvin Tomlinsons, the Anthony Bars, um, the, uh, the 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 Sheldon Richardson's, the, the Oli Udos. Uh, these are I think they have a lot of like talented players. So I, I do think top to bottom, this is a talented roster. It gets slept on a little bit because Kirk Cousins. Is an, is an easy quarterback to make fun of, but like day in, day out, like year in, year out, he puts in top 10 stats. So if Kirk Cousins keeps putting in like, you know, top five passer ratings or whatever, I think this is easily a playoff team. So there's my optimism for you. There's my hype. Yeah. So enjoy. All
1: right. So y'all agree, Nick, I'm going to come back to you shortly, but there is agreement. They could not agree on the last name of our tight end, Tyler. But they can agree the Vikings have the 8.5 best roster in the NFL. And they're not done yet. They are not done yet because there's plenty of guys out there on the waiver wire. So, Nick, who are you adding to the
2: 8.5 best roster in the NFL? Yeah, so part of this, I think, is driven by need. I think now they're pretty happy with their tight end room. Um, they're probably looking at quarterbacks. I saw who is our old friend Trevor Simeon's available. I think mm. the Saints waved him. Okay. Um, so he could be a guy who's familiar with the coaching staff, some familiar, has some chemistry with the receivers. So he could make sense to bring in if they're not happy with just rolling with Jake Browning on the practice squad and Kellen Mond on the active roster. Um, there's, a, it's, there's a lot of safety depth in the NFL right now. I saw Carl Joseph got waved by the Raiders. Um, he could be an intriguing ad, I think, at the safety position um there's like a million kickers out there who got waived um I'm not sure if any of them are like a clear-cut upgrade um over uh Greg Joseph but I do think it would be a smart idea for the Vikings to bring them in um I was really surprised the Packers made that trade for the Rams backup punter um and waived J.K. Mm -hmm. Scott because like J.K. Scott's like a really good punter or at least I thought he was um he's certainly graded as one of the better punters over the last few years so um Colquitt I thought looked really good in the preseason once he fixed that issue that caused him to look like terrible week one, but I think it was like a minor. He was like not extending the ball enough on his punts or whatever. So he fixed that. Um, but he is like 36, I think. So I think he's the oldest guy on the roster. So JK Scott, like a decade younger, I would be happy to bring him in, um, see if he can compete with uh, Colquitt for the punter job. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I, I think they could probably think about adding some linebacker depth. They kept all seven of them. So um but you can probably some of those guys like Blake Lynch probably would survive waivers. Ryan Connolly might survive waivers to the practice squad if they wanted to add some linebackers, too. So there's a lot of guys out there. Um, and I do think, you know, they wouldn't be playing these games with cutting their long snapper and cutting Everson Griffin if they didn't plan on adding additional dudes to the roster. So so there is those are some of the guys and okay. some of the positions I expect them to target.
1: All right, let's get some more names to Sean. We're still, we're going shopping out there on the waiver wire. Who are you looking to pick up?
3: Uh, so, me personally, I uh, I liked Michael Jordan from the Bengals, had a really good preseason. I think he was like their, their highest graded interior offensive lineman, would we'll add some more depth. I like Nick Folk. That was just, uh, I think you mentioned him earlier in the group chat, he was cut from the Patriots. Uh, I think he had like a 92% kick accuracy last season. That would be a solid add. Also, uh, we should be on John Brown watch from the Raiders. He just recently requested a release from the Raiders. Speed guy in the slot, doesn't need a high volume of catches can be a super efficiency guy almost like a um Aldrick Robinson from a couple seasons ago. So if we were looking to maybe add another receiver, a more veteran kind of guy, he would be a good look too. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of really good receivers. Well they maybe not really good, but there's a lot of good receivers who wound up cut. I think it's a it's a very deep position right now. So um compared to like the Dan Chisnas of the world, uh wouldn't be surprised if they took a long look at some of these guys that that got released today.
1: Great, great. Well, there's certainly a ton of excitement today, and even more excitement is sure to follow regarding the Vikings' 53-man roster. Nick, Deshaun, thank you so much for joining the show. We love having all y'all in the comments, and just remember that Climb in the Pocket is going to be here all season long. Keep on joining the conversation. Dave, I'll turn it over to you.
0: Hey everybody, I just want to let you know, tomorrow night, and I'm sure things will change on the roster by then, we have Vikings Happy Hour with special guest Phil Mackey of Score North to give us the straight skinny as he drinks probably a Shirley Ale of some sort and we talk the Minnesota Vikings.
2: Got to love that. Vikings happy hour bringing in the heavyweights. Love to see it. Ooh-hoo. Love to see it. We like Maggie, I said, we're going to be got color on. That's a good group. Oh, we got And we're close to too. the
1: season. It's all about to get real for real for real. If you know what I'm saying, we're going to have games to actually that actually count against the record here soon. <laughs> And uh, hopefully our, our Vikings get off to a hot start. So thank you all for joining. I can't wait to be
3: upset
0: on my Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was one thing I forgot. I wanted, when you guys mentioned yeah, that Dakota certain. Dozier was cut today <clears throat> to blast the horn. Wow. <laughs> Wow, can we,
1: can we get R. the I'm violin for Chad Beebe? <laughs> <laughs> let's call it a rap.
3: Let's call it a rap. Let's, let let's call it a their families. Let's call everybody. Like a, a compilation of their greatest moments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us and always feel free to join the conversation here at Climb in the Pocket. Skull, everybody!